everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Shore Store podcast. Although I'm still going to use the Gore Store logo for a bit just because I think it's super fucking cool. Um, I'm your host, Justine Elizabeth. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but a bitch is back. I had so many things that I wanted to say on this episode, and I just never got the chance to record it yet. So I don't know. I'm going to be all over the fucking place. There's so much to say about Jersey Shore family vacation, the Kardashians, and just my life in general right now. I took a little vacation back to Ontario. That was the first time you guys heard from me, unless you're Patreon subscribers, of course. And it was just so many things. First of all, it was like super fucking dark and gloomy and cold here when I left. And when the plane landed in Ontario, it was nothing but bright skies. It was super warm. Like I looked down when the plane was landing and it was just beautiful, colorful trees and just like the best fall weather I honestly probably could have ever asked for. Like it was probably like an average of 21 degrees Celsius all week, which I think is like, I don't know, 69 Fahrenheit or something for all you Americans that are listening. It was absolutely perfect. It was amazing. I got to see my mom and my stepdad and my brother and my sister-in-law and my nephew, which was nice. We had dinner the first night I got there. So it worked out really perfectly. Um, I stayed with my mom for the week until Friday when I stayed in Niagara Falls from Friday to Sunday. And then I came back home on Monday. Um, I got to see my best friend in the world who had her baby at the beginning of October. So I got to catch up with her and meet her baby and everything. And that was amazing. And it made me miss her so fucking much. And I will cry if I think about it for too much. Most of my week there was actually boring, not gonna lie. In the moment, I was treating it like it was like an actual vacation. Because I was like, this isn't real life. I don't live here anymore. I can do whatever I want. And this isn't real. I wanted to like go explore wineries and go sing karaoke in the falls and all that that stuff. But like, I don't know, my family just kind of just kept to their regular routine, which was kind of a bummer. I was kind of hoping they would make it like more of a special thing for me to be out there. But it was still a great time. So yeah, on the Friday, my mom dropped me off at my hotel in Niagara Falls. I was there for Frightmare in the Falls all weekend which is a horror convention I think it's like the largest horror convention in all of Canada honestly um it's it was my first time going to it and I feel like I want to go every single year it was incredible it was also a shit show all at the same time for me I of course got to meet the Terrifier crew again David Howard Thornton Damien Leone Catherine Corcoran and this was my first time actually meeting Jenna Cannell who plays Tara in the first Terrifier movie she was also in the movie Renfield with Nicolas Cage which is like still a fairly new movie and The Bye Bye Man which is like one of the best worst movies ever she is so fucking stunning and so cool so that was awesome um I was gonna go to Frightmare in the Falls anyways I was planning to make this my trip back to Ontario anyways when I moved out here but obviously the fact that the Terrifier crew was going to be there just absolutely sealed the deal for me because when I met them back in June at Comic-Con, I got my Terrifier 2 steelbook signed and I got it signed with uh, David and Damien and then Laura Lavera who plays Sienna and Elliot Fulham who plays Jonathan who are like the two main actors in the second movie. So it was super cool how I got to get my 
uh, DVD slip from the first movie signed with the original actors from the first movie. I also got another picture with Art the Clown. Um, so I also, as I have this like entire Terrifier shrine on my shelf behind me at this point. So, you know, nothing but amazing things to say about all of them. The panel on Sunday was fucking awesome. I'm so excited for Terrifier 3, which is going to be a Christmas movie, which will be interesting. So that's like a lot of stuff to look forward to for me. Um, Besides them, though, I also got to meet Bam Margera, who I got super emotional after meeting for some reason. I didn't really think I was going to. I was just like, oh, I, you know, I just need to meet him and get a picture with him. But he was actually letting the fans like sit in his booth like sit behind his table with him and like sit there and talk to them and they would like take pictures of you actually having a conversation and post pictures so that was like fucking incredible for me I told him how big of a deal it was that I was meeting him because I was obsessed with him growing up as I think most girls my age were by the way he looked amazing he looked and like felt like the old Bam Margera like not this crazy image of a man that you know, we all had in our heads the last couple years. He was a hundred percent sober. He also smelled really amazing. He had like a very strong, like minty smell to him, which I vividly remember. I asked him about family therapy with the Dehuses because I'm like in my head I'm thinking like, okay, everyone obviously always talks about like jackass and CKY and uh, Viva La Bam and like anything else he's ever done. But I'm um, in my head I'm like nobody's probably ever asked him about family therapy he was like yeah it was awesome and then he told me that like they made him leave his mic pack on while he was taking a shit when he was filming that show which made me like I'm looking back on it and I'm like what a fucking Bam Margera thing of him to say like so funny yeah I got really emotional after meeting him like something in me was like like, I don't know, the little girl in me was like, dude, that was so fucking cool. Like, you got to tell Bam Margera you used to have a crush on him. Someone else I told that I had a crush on, Devin Sawa. Of course, he's a fucking icon, a total babe. Sat in on his panel. It was really good. He is very tiny in person. He was very nice. I asked him about the Toronto Blue Jays, of all things, because I know he's a Blue Jays fan. And you know, everyone was bringing up Casper, like someone during his panel literally asked, can I keep you? And I cringed really bad. I was like, oh, but he's never heard that one before. Um, but yeah, we talked about the Blue Jays for a bit because he's a diehard Blue Jays fan. And he signed my Idle Hands DVD slip as well, which is my favorite movie he's in. So successful weekend overall, definitely a weekend I'll remember for the rest of my life. But the come down from that weekend was just not fun at all. Like, I don't know. I really think I've damaged my brain from years of drinking at this point where like, I don't know. I truly feel like I'm the only one in my life who gets these severe come downs just from drinking. Like, I swear to God, I did not do drugs at all all weekend. And I was so deeply depressed when I got home. Like, I don't know. My brain, every time I drink, just... I don't know. I get so high and so like excited when I'm drinking and then it's just like the effects from it are just so low for me. I don't know. The To say the plane ride home was not fun is truly an understatement. 
I have a lot to say about this. So if you want to hear more about that, you guys got to go to my Patreon. I'm starting a tier three where I'm going to get full on into this shit. Tell you guys a lot of fucking crazy stories that I have because I have just so many that I feel like I want to share. And yeah, so anyways, besides that, being back in Alberta has been good. The weather has actually been fairly nice since I've been home. It's like starting to get cold here a little bit again. But the first like week I was home, the weather was actually perfect. So I don't know how the fuck I lucked out so well with the weather both places, but I'm adjusting to life. I'm slowly but surely catching up on my shows. In a couple weeks, I'm going to be home alone. So I'm like, okay, I have like a list of shows. Like I got to catch up on Housewives. I want to do the Bravo millennial show list that's been going around TikTok. Obviously, I'm obsessed with Vanderpump Rules, which I'm also recapping currently season three on my Patreon right now, patreon.com slash Justine. But I want to get into like Summer House and Southern Charm and stuff. And I know there's like a whole list. So I want to do that. However, one thing that I am caught up on right now, which I definitely want to talk about is the Kardashians. So I actually like took my notes and wanted to talk about this before. But obviously, the big news which just came out is that Kim Kardashian's hairstylist, Chris, who was married to Lucas Gage, who we see in this episode, they're divorced after six months. And we saw the wedding on this past episode. I was so excited to watch the episode. I was really hoping that they were going to film it. Of course, um, Lucas Gage is from the White Lotus season one, Euphoria season one. He's on the latest uh, season of You which by the way, I never finished just because I couldn't get into it. Like I was so obsessed with like the first two seasons of you. And then it's just every single time I tried to finish that fucking show, I would just fall asleep. Like I could just not get into it. But anyways, they're divorced now. Um, Who knows why? I've seen a lot of funny things on TikTok and other places, but I'm not going to say it because yeah, Um, Anyways, they went to Vegas with Kim and Kim married them. She surprised them with a private performance from Shania Twain. Looks like we made it. And every time I think of that fucking song, I just think of Vanderpump Rules when Bo said to Jax, like, please just don't tell me that that's going to be your fucking wedding song. And Jax is like, no, that's actually going to be our song. Britney loves Shania. (laughs) And Bo's like, Oh, no, I I really don't think he gets it. But anyways, by the way, obviously, if you want to hear my opinions on Jax and the Vanderpump Rules Cruel crew, go to patreon.com slash Justine, where I'm currently recapping season three. But anyways, there was like a really funny moment in this when she surprised them with Shania and Lucas is like, thank you so much, Kim. And she just cuts him off. She's like, this is my favorite song. It's like Kim will just always find a way to make it about herself. And I love it. She definitely has Sheena Shea energy in that aspect. Their wedding was beautiful. It was a lot of fun to watch. I I loved the episode, honestly. And I'm sad that they're broken up, but maybe they'll continue the dramas for next season. 
But Kim was right with uh, telling them to get the prenup. Like, she called that shit right off the bat, so. Also, can we please stop trying to make Kendall, like, cutting things in the kitchen happen? Like, the cucumber moment happened. Let's not make this, like, an ongoing segment with how bad Kendall is in the kitchen. Like, she couldn't cut a piece of cake, whatever. Like, obviously, it's like, why would she ever need to learn how to cut a piece of cake or anything like that? When she literally grew up with like chefs and servers and all that stuff. Like, come on. I saw a funny TikTok. I hate that I've become this person again. I swear. I'm going to give myself to like the end of November and then fucking delete TikTok again. Like my life was my my mind was so much more in one direction before I had fucking TikTok again and now I, I just hate that I'm the person that's like one time what I saw on TikTok anyways I saw a TikTok and it was a person like when you're just trying to watch the Kardashians to like enjoy how rich they are and stuff and then they just trying to make Kendall relatable happen it's like oh I do not want to watch this but anyways Chris is pressuring her to have a kid I low-key hope that Kendall stays child-free forever. It's like, why does Kris Jenner need 500 grandkids? I don't know. I'm so fucking glad that my mom's not like this. Like, my mom has never once told me she needs a grandchild from me, wants a grandchild from me. It's like, if Kendall doesn't want kids, let her be child-free forever. Why not? I think one of them in the family should at least be. But, you know, I don't. I don't even understand why that's a thing. I just... I just want to see them hop on Kim's jet and like take these lavish vacations. Honestly, uh, Kim takes Chloe back to Vegas in this episode because Chloe's pissed that they went to see Usher without her because they went to see Usher's residency when Kim went with Chris and Lucas for their wedding. And Kim was actually going to send the plane back to pick up Chloe for Usher. And I'm kind of glad that Chloe was like self-aware enough to like realize how ridiculous that was. She's like, no, I'm not going to get you to send your plane back just to pick me up to go back there. Although that would have been fucking hysterical. I think that Chloe knew that the family probably would have gotten shit on for a long time if she did that. Anyways, uh, they go to the Usher concert, who I love. Problematic favorite of mine. Very excited for the Super Bowl halftime show this year. And I really hope he brings out Justin Bieber, who, by the way, side note, I was watching season one, episode one of Meet the Barkers recently because I really want Erica and I to cover that for our next Surreal Shore. Erica, if you're listening to this, let's cover that if you're down. I love you. Anyways, in the episode, Shayna like predicted Justin Bieber. Like, I can't even explain it. She woke up and she told Travis that she was having a dream where Usher and Justin Timberlake were making her choose between the two of them. And I was like, uh, isn't that literally how Justin Bieber's career started? Anyways, I'm excited for Usher's halftime show. Really hope he brings out the Biebs. That'll be so iconic. And if he doesn't bring out... Uh, um. Lil John and Ludacris for yeah, then I am automatically gonna give his performance a zero out of ten. So, anyways, um, yeah, they're at the Usher concert, and Chloe's like, "Oh, we're out here. We're getting loopy. We're turning into slob kebabs." And I'm like, "They're literally just standing up perfectly straight, like 
swaying singing along to the music like if that's loopy for them I would never ever ever want them to see me like screaming every word falling over blackout drunk probably crying about how much I love Usher in this concert and then like not even remembering the concert at all the next day that would be me like especially if I had free bottles of whatever in front of me like it's just funny to see their sloppy like even Kim's like I'll take two shots of tequila and be sloppy all night I'm like come on girl like I fucking wish okay anyways The next episode seems to be Tristan's fucking redemption story, him trying to redeem himself with the sisters and like having a one on one with Kylie. Like, why do I need to see this man on my TV screen? Like, nobody cares about Tristan. We don't even care about him enough to like hate on him. Like, I understand back in the day, Scott was like the show and everybody loves Scott. Girls who would watch the show with their boyfriends, the boyfriends enjoyed watching the show. Show because of Scott he was like the problematic comedic relief of the show and Tristan is nowhere near that like Tristan does not have a funny personality a likable personality you know what maybe he does in real life but if he does it does not translate well onto reality tv and he's not somebody that I care to watch on the show anymore I don't know. I really hope Kylie rips this man to shreds, honestly, and I hope Courtney does too. This man really has no shame. Like, no one, I don't know, Tristan, it's like no one thinks of you as like this brave fucking man where like it's so brave of you to stick around after everything like you've put Chloe through and that the world, like how the world thinks of you. No, you are trash. Go away. I can watch the rest of the show without ever needing to see Tristan again in my life. Also, Travis Barker is going to be in the next episode, who I do actually love seeing on the show. I've been falling back in love with Blink-182 again these last couple days, this last week. I've been basically just trying to listen to music that I loved before I became a shit show of a human and made like partying and drinking my entire personality So Blink-182 was like my favorite band when I was a teenager, when I was like in my early adult life, Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves, like Angels and Airwaves, I Empire is one of my all time favorite albums. And it's just had such a new meaning to me lately with like the spirituality of it all and stuff. It's really such a beautiful album. Like, uh, I love that fucking cd so much and the new blink 182 album is honestly the best stuff that they've put out since the self-titled album i never thought i would ever say that like edging isn't that great of a song on the album it's a single though so it's like whatever it's it's a great album i love it blink 182 is the best and erica if you're listening to this let's recap meet the barkers now Let's move on to what everyone is here for, why people listen to this podcast to begin with, I think, and that is Jersey Shore. First of all, I randomly binged the first two seasons of original Jersey Shore the last couple days. I was just like, wanted a kind of background show, something that I can just tune in and out of that I've seen a million times. And I just scrolled past original Jersey Shore uncensored on Paramount Plus. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch 
the greatest season of reality TV that ever happened. Honestly, that's that's truly how I feel about season one of the original Jersey Shore. And I after like, you know, my million three watch of this, I have some takes. First of all, Mike, the situation by far is the star of that show. Like, you know, some people can say it was Sammy for some fucking reason. Some people can say it was Snooki. I think Snooki and Mike, especially Mike, though, were the stars. Like, Mike was just so who he was, so unapologetic, so fucking funny. He didn't care how he came across to anybody. He was just so unapologetically himself. And I feel like that's why I always, like, truly loved him. Um, It is so fucking crazy to watch Family Vacation and be like, holy shit, that's the same person because he's just totally not the same person like some of the things and I've said this so many times like how he can be a nice guy and an asshole at the same time like that that's just perfect a perfect way to describe Mike. Snooki was just so fucking real I feel like in season two she kind of starts to play up the Snooki character a little bit and then it obviously goes overboard towards the last couple seasons of the show but season two is where she really starts to play it up her personality was a little more like like raw in season one same with Polly D Polly D I've said this before too he definitely starts to play a character in season two he still has a little bit of his rawness but that like immediately fades away by season three I believe and I feel like season one will forever be my favorite and will forever be the one I love because Ron and Sam are background characters Like, they're just kind of off doing their own thing. Obviously, there's some amazing moments like Ronnie fighting that dude on the boardwalk and him running after that guy. It's one shot, kid, one shot. But for the most part, the show followed like Mike and Snooki and Ron and Sam were background characters. And they're both just idiots. Like, Sammy is just so annoying. Ronnie is absolutely fucking terrifying. His range of emotions, how he can go from zero to a hundred. Like, Ronnie is a terrifying human being. Also, one thing from watching these seasons on Paramount Plus, they edited out a lot of the fights. So, it's uncensored. Like, even even the DVDs are like this. I complained about it in one of my recaps from a very long time ago. I feel like from Italy. They'll, like, uncensor the whole show, and then they'll censor, like, finger pop. Like, there's a moment in season two It's when Angelina's at the club, and she meets up with this guy that Snooki brought home a couple nights before, and Polly goes, you weren't getting finger popped on the dance floor. And then in Italy, Snooki says like Vinny finger popped me or something like that. First of all, who the fuck says finger pop? That must be like a straight Jersey tri-state area type of thing. Because I don't know, here in Canada, we don't say it like that. But yeah, they censor that for some reason. It's like, why would you censor that? And then they don't censor like Polly saying that girls are trannies in Miami. Sorry, careful. They don't censor like, I don't know. It's very bizarre. They also don't censor the R word, which is extremely heavily used in the first two seasons. However, they censored so much of the physical fighting that happened. So the first physical fight I noticed it in was when Ronnie, uh, Snooki, and 
Wow went to Bamboo and the girl called Snooky fat. Wow throws her drink in her face and they get in a fight. It's one of my all-time favorite Wow moments. I remember watching that as a young, naive, like 19-year-old and being like, oh my God, Wow's such a bad bitch. Like, I want to be exactly like her. <laughs> um, but they like, they show the first part of the fight when she like throws the drink in the girl's face and then they show them getting separated. They don't show like the iconic uppercuts or anything like that. Also, when the girls come back to the house and Mike makes Snooky like tell the one girl like you can stay, but your friends have to go and they get into that massive fight like on the steps of the shore house they like censored all of that out they censored a good chunk of ronnie's boardwalk fight with that douchebag guy out like they cut out so much of that and it's it was just like annoying to watch i guess is all i have to say but i don't know let's move on to family vacation obviously the big news of the week is that ron and sam were spotted filming together in arizona the whole crew was there. Sammy was there with her new man. Angelina was there with Vinny 2.0. Everyone, including Ronnie. Um, there were a few videos I saw. One of them, they were all walking together. Another one of them, they were all at dinner together. There was a funny clip that I saw of the boys filming, like getting into a van or something. And it was just so heavily produced like the van had to like turn around and then the guys had to turn around and like redo their shot which is funny and when they turned around to redo the shot you just see Ronnie like step away for a second to hit his vape it's like same Ronnie same but yeah there's this girl on TikTok who plays a lot of Jersey Shore clips she plays a lot of like unseen clips and stuff from you know Snooki and Wow's moms with attitude and stuff but it annoys me because she'll talk over them and it's like just play the clip and talk at the end please but besides that she said something that I very much agreed with where it's like obviously they're gonna play out Ron and Sam filming together for so long like three to four episodes they're going to show it at the very last 10 seconds of one episode and drag it into the other obviously the ratings are going to go up and it's like you know good for them I guess I don't know so in this past week's episode Ron stuck around and hung around after making his amends he's like I don't know Ron is really being the friend that sleeps over at your house and then stays like the next day like you got you guys know we've all had a friend like that there's nothing worse than a friend who wants to like hang around the next day, especially after you've been drinking the night before. It's like, listen, I'm hungover. Like, just let me be a hungover fucking piece of shit in peace and move the fuck on. I know someone who did this. I don't know. I don't really want to get too much into it, but I'm the opposite. Like, if I stayed at your house after a night of drinking, like, I am leaving first thing in the morning so that I can go be a piece of shit in my own house 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 jesus christ <laughs> and uh i'm gonna leave you to be a piece of shit in your own house too like i don't know that's just me but anyways move that's that's how ronnie is in this episode just lingering around sam is of course the same old sam i really cannot stand her like i even doing this rewatch of the first two seasons i really wanted to like her because so many people say that they go back and they watch it and they're like, oh, Sam was definitely a victim of abuse. But she starts so many of the fights. 
Like they'll literally just be sitting there and she'll be like, what's wrong with you, Ronnie? And he's like, nothing. I'm having a good time. And it's like, sure, Ronnie's probably being really fucking annoying. He's like hyped up on blow fucking dancing around like an idiot. But it's like, come on, why do you have to start with him, especially when he's that fucked up? Like he's going to go fucking mental. And then he does. And then it's like this whole vicious cycle, like. I understand they were young and immature and forced to be in a house together, but I don't know. I really bet that both of them really regret that relationship after the first season and just like not being single and enjoying that amazing opportunity that they had in that house. But anyways, Sam to me is just the same old Sam in these new episodes. There's a moment where she's talking to Jenny and she's like, you know, like, when they when they like get in their like meatball ways and stuff like I'm sorry like I, I just I don't want to deal with that like I just like don't want to be around that you know and it's like Sam first of all you're coming back to their show like in my opinion this is no longer your show Snooki and Dina have been doing the, carrying the show on their fucking backs since you've been gone I mean obviously Snooki didn't do one season but whatever if it weren't for Dina and Snooki getting belligerent blackout drunk, there would be no show for you to come back to. So I don't know. I just hate like the stuck up princess vibes. I'm sorry, guys. Like I really try to like Sammy, especially for the sake of this podcast, because sometimes I feel like all I do is shit on Sammy and Katie Maloney. But I just really like, oh, I just hate the like, I'm I'm holier than thou. I'm better than you. I'm the hottest girl in this room attitude, you know? Anyways, there was a moment when they were at the bar. It was like, okay, Snooki was obviously wasted. It was a moment that reminded me of like old school Jersey Shore where you would just catch them slipping in a half second moment and you'd have to rewind it like 10 times obviously doing something they weren't supposed to do if you guys know what I mean for a split second it looked like she was doing a line okay clearly Snooki was clearly just vaping like if you watch it a few times you can tell she just like hits the vape really quick but it reminded me of those moments you know what I mean anyways Dina the next day is like, I'm not hungover. I'm perfectly fine. I'm like, when people say that, are they lying or are they still drunk? Or like, is there just something wrong with me? Because when I am hungover, I have like, I cannot think properly. I I feel like I have no brain. Like, I don't know how I can just, how people can just like wake up the next morning and be like, I'm perfectly fine. And I planned this whole day for us and I'm going to take care of my kids. Like, I don't know when I'm on vacation or when I get drunk like that and I have to function the next day, like I just have to keep drinking or my brain will not function. And I know your brain doesn't function properly when you're drunk. So that makes no sense. But I don't know. Is Dina lying here? Someone tell me. Anyways, Dina does her family fun day thing. The look on Vinny's face is fucking hysterical. He's just contemplating his own life at this point. He's like, man, should I just fucking try my stand up career again? Like, was it really that bad? Would, would I really not be OK if I just quit this fucking show right now? 
I don't know. I saw that Vinny's actually doing an episode of Cribs where he shows his Manhattan condo. So good for Vinny. Also, I wonder if Mike ever thinks that some of his castmates have actual drinking problems. Like, I wonder if him and Lauren ever go home after a trip and they're like, I think Dina might be an alcoholic or I think I think Snooki might be an alcoholic or if he knows it's like just for the show. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people think that Snooki, for example, can just like play it up for the camera, drink and then go home and like live a normal life with Gianni and her kids. But I don't know. It's just like really hard for me to believe that you can drink that much, but you're not drinking at home with your kids, too. Like, I don't know. I'm not judging her, by the way. Like, obviously, she's a millionaire. She's a successful businesswoman. She's got a successful family and a successful life. So, you know, it's not like it's affecting her life in any way, at least from the outside. But it's just hard for me to believe that she's not like drinking wine every night or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. So I just really wonder if Mike and Lauren ever like talk about that. If Mike gets into his like, I'm sober, so I'm better than everyone else attitude. I don't know. I really do have high hopes for his book. Like I hope he spills a lot of tea. I don't know. I kind of have a feeling it's not going to be that juicy. It's like less than 300 pages. I don't know. I do have high hopes, though. It's coming out soon. I'm actually kind of confused when it's coming out, if I'm telling the truth, because if you go to Amazon and you go to pre-order it, it says like, I don't know, November 21st or something that you'll get the book. But then Mike commented or he tweeted, sorry, or he X'd, whatever the fuck you want to call it these days, that um, the first week of December it should be out. So I don't know if he's confused or I have no idea. All I know is that a I'm disappointed that there's no audiobook, especially one that he's narrating himself because I would have loved to listen to that. And um, I'm just going to get, I guess, a physical hard copy of the book, probably just spend an entire day reading it. And then I'll recap it for you guys on here because you know, that's how fucking awesome I am, I guess. Anyways, guys, that's all I really wanted to say on this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash shorejustine, where I'm doing real life episodes. I'm going to try out this idea that I have. I really hope everyone will like it. I don't really know the future of the Shore Store right now. I'm still going to do episodes like this, but at the time of myself recording this right now, I'm definitely going through a transitional period in my life. I can definitely see myself doing other things besides the Shore Store right now, podcast-wise. And I'm just trying to like figure it out and make myself so happy to like record every week and not get on here and just talk about how shitty of a show Jersey Shore Family Vacation is. Um... But then another part of me is like, I kind of want to go back and recap the first season again and talk about like, you know, how that kind of um, affected my life back then and all that stuff. Because uh, when I first started recapping, I just kind of did it like for fun with guests and had some drinks while I recorded and just like dicked around and it would be nice to like kind of redo those episodes but like I said, at the same time, it's like, I don't know how much more I can talk about Jersey Shore. It's, 
the current seasons at least I'm still loving recapping like Vanderpump rules and all that stuff on my Patreon and everything else I do I'm just kind of going through a transitional period where I don't really know what's next and what the future is so this isn't an official announcement don't worry I'll make one if the day ever comes as of right now the short store is not going anywhere I just have so many ideas and thoughts in my mind right now so check out the patreon because that's kind of where I'm going to start things off and that's where shit goes down on the patreon um so yeah currently recapping Vanderpump Rules season three doing a couple 16 and pregnant episodes this month over there as well just until the end of November and yeah I guess that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys cannot support me by joining the Patreon, I would highly appreciate a nice rating and review and you following me on Instagram at ShorestorePod and just telling your friends about me. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. You guys are truly the best. I love hearing from you. So feel free to reach out at any time and we'll talk soon. Bye guys.